We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's up, Packers fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Draft, brought to you by Badger State Brewing. We are really excited for today's prospect primer: Texas running back Jonathan Brooks the potential to add another exciting weapon to this offense for Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur, an offense that was humming right along towards the second half of last year and one that did some pretty darn special things in the playoffs as well. However, A.J. Dillon no longer under contract. Emmanuel Wilson, Patrick Taylor not necessarily moving the needle, and Aaron Jones, unfortunately, not getting any younger So today we will discuss my top back in this class. Now that we are starting to get a little bit more. Now, the one thing everybody's going to talk about is that ACL injury in the Big 12 championship game and just how late that ACL injury occurred. But right now, I'm at least beginning to sort of believe the idea that he could be ready for week one and at the very worst be ready uh, to come off the PUP. Uh, when when that opportunity would arise and at least get two-thirds of his rookie season. And then, of course, the other three years on the contract of a normal rookie deal, meaning that he is that much better than the rest of this class that I would still be uh, willing to, to make that leap and make him running back one. Why? He has the chance to be the guy. And, okay, you're going to say, Ross, what do you mean by the guy? I mean a feature back. And I would argue... That, that really, I don't even know if Aaron Jones has, has been that. He has definitely been one of the best backs um, in the NFL, and, and I would say better than a lot of feature backs, a better player, right? But there has always come with Aaron Jones, largely for keeping him healthy purposes, uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Now, 
is that a problem? Is, is that some catastrophe? No, it's not. But when I talk about the guy, I'm really talking about Christian McCaffrey, the way that he's used. I'm talking about Derrick Henry and the way that he's used. I'm talking about a guy um, like, let's say, Nick Chubb um, in his prime, the way that the Rams used Kyron Williams this season. Um, that's, that's what the guy is, what Brees Hall probably should be um, for the New York Jets. That's the guy. What Bijan Robinson was drafted to be, what Saquon Barkley was drafted to be. I'm talking about the feature back, the dude, Jonathan Taylor in, in Indy. Can do it all. The guy. I think there's one the guy in this class, and it's Jonathan Brooks from Texas. I think he's a true feature back, prototypical size, right around six feet tall and 210 pounds. Is he 225? No, he's not. Is he 240 like an A.J. Dillon or a Braylon Allen? No, he's not. He's also not a buck 85. Okay, so he's a true, I think, prototypical. Maybe if he could add eight good pounds, nine good pounds, that, that would be exciting. But he has that prototypical running back size. He's not 5'8", okay? But, but he's not a long strider like a six foot three James Starks or anything like that, too. He's got that prototype uh, running back size. And he has tremendous vision, which is something that you really want when you run a ton of wide zone, you run a ton of split zone, you run the offensive running scheme that North, or excuse me, that Green Bay uses. Jonathan Brooks has shown that he excels not only from a literally there is, and, and we'll talk about this, there is plenty of tape of him running that, that system. From a traits perspective, does he have good acceleration after that one cut and go, which is what we always talk about when running zone? Yes. Does he have good vision, which is where is the backside cut? Where Where is my hole in this zone play? That's the vision that we're talking about. He's got excellent patience as well. He has shown proficiency, as I just mentioned, in the wide zone scheme that Green Bay uses. Texas ran plenty of zone. He has done it. He has shown that he can do it, and he has shown that he is very, very good at it. He craves contact and has excellent contact balance. Now, part of that could be con you know, considered concerning because he's listed at 207. What if he is only 204 or 203? What if he is 199? Um can, can you run into people and run through people and break tackles and crave the contact that he craves at that size? I don't know, but he has excellent contact balance. Not necessarily a guy who runs through people's faces or a guy that makes a ton of guys myth, but he's always slipping off of stuff. He's slippery. Kind of reminds me a little bit of um, former North Carolina back Javante Williams, who's now with the Broncos and his ability um, especially before he got hurt as a rookie when he was so good, that ability to just constantly sort of slip off stuff, break tackles, not necessarily run through your face, not necessarily juke you out of your shoes or hit you with a spin move, but just that slippery nature. Um, the burst is very evident. The short area quickness, I would expect a good vertical jump, and, and we're probably not going to get con or, or combine testing, so I shouldn't even say stuff like that, but the explosives, the broad jump and the vert, I would expect good numbers from Jonathan Brooks in those drills, even though we won't get them like that. What, what you see when you're looking for a broad jump, what you see when you're looking for a vert number, and then you try to translate that onto the film, the film of that is already there for Jonathan Brooks. And I mean, short area burst, straight line acceleration, wide zone, make my cut go. How quickly am I getting from my cut to top speed, Jonathan Brooks does that extremely, extremely well. The breakaway ability is there. I would not say that he's some sort of elite sprinter, right? I don't even know that he's the top guy for that in this class. I think Trey Benson at, at Florida State is probably your top home run hitter um, in this class, but he is top 25 nationally 
in runs of 15 or more yards, or he was top 25 nationally in runs of 15 or more yards last year uh, in FBS, despite having fewer rushing attempts than 20 of the 24 players ranked ahead of him. So I'm not saying it's the highest percentage, and I didn't do the math, but when you just look at the explosives and then, okay, so he's, he's there's how many backs, and he's top 25 in that, but how many of those guys ahead of him carried the ball and had more opportunities? A lot, <laughs> almost all of them. And there were plenty of guys, like, I think he was at like 181 or 182 carries. There's guys with 250, 275 carries at power four, power five programs that, you know, were, were in the same conversation or even had fewer breakaway runs with 70 more attempts, 80 more attempts, 65 more attempts. It's very real to understand that it's a traits thing. It's a percentage thing. It's not necessarily just a counting stats thing. But, um, you know, very often on tape, those 15 plus really true field tilting runs. Um, so I think the breakaway ability is there. I would have been interested to see what he might have run in the 40. And, you know, maybe there's some sort of miracle and he's able to do some sort of extremely late pro day. But I just I don't see it, man. I think, um, you know, you even get five months into his rehab and that's April 11th. I'm not seeing it. You know, I don't think we're going to get any true testing numbers for Jonathan Brooks. And, and that's fine. You can go off the tape. Um, maybe Texas ran some some pro day stuff or um, the Texas strength staff has a 40 time, has an L drill time, has a vertical and and Green Bay will or, or will not, you know, believe some of those numbers to be true. But but hopefully those exist and can kind of um, paint a full picture of a guy that's going to miss most, if not all of the the pre-draft pro, uh, process. Very talented in the receiving game, catches the ball naturally, can run a number of routes. I was impressed and, and think he's absolutely. And again, when I talk about the guy, there's some even some other guys, and I don't mean to, you know, bang on Jonathan Taylor, but like Jonathan Taylor is not a third down guy. Um, Joe Mixon is right. Bijan can be Christian McCaffrey obviously is, but I think, you know, other than trying to keep him healthy, there's no reason to actually take Jonathan Brooks off the field. There's no down and distance. There's no package where you need to pull him off the field. And that adds to his value. Other than just being a really good football player, that versatility adds to his value. In addition to that ability in the receiving game, he is an apt, I would call him an apt pass blocker. Not, not an elite one, not a, not you know, going to stone you, but um, six feet, 210 pounds, whatever he is, gets his nose in there, does a decent enough job keeping those Texas quarterbacks upright. Uh, you know, we'll want to work on it in the pros, but but is not going to be someone that can't be out there in, in, on passing downs as a rookie because he's going to get his quarterback killed. I'm not convinced he is going to get his quarterback killed. I think he's a plus pass blocker, not necessarily um, an elite one. We'll talk. I'm going to talk about this now because this this will be a con, and so I want to provide some context to the stat. But he had one fumble in college. One. Now, all of this, good or bad, and we'll talk about. The, the good side of it, you guys understand, and, and I'm sure many of you remember that are watching this, that love the NFL draft, the top back in last year's class was Texas's Bijan Robinson. They also had another mid-round back who's a very good player uh, and, and ended up going to the Chicago Bears and Roshan Johnson. So if you're thinking to yourself, how in the world did Jonathan Brooks find playing time before this season sitting behind Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson? He kind of didn't. And that is an obvious embarrassment of riches, you know, for Texas in that situation. So you have the positive, right? Still very little tread on the tires, um, but, but he blew out his knee. 
and and that's freaky. And so that that but that also, I guess, and I'm a little bit rambling now, but that brings you some context to um, the one fumble. You know, was it one fumble getting 200 carries a year for three years? No, it wasn't. But it's still just one. And so that to me shows um, good ball security and a, and, a, and a real care and thoughtfulness to how he um, carries the football and is not loose with it and, and does a good job um, limiting turnovers. He's still just 20 years old. Again, one season as the feature back, young player, plenty of upside. And, you know, maybe potentially if he can stay healthy with with the limited amount of college carries, could be one of those elusive second contract running backs like Aaron Jones. Um, and, and like I said, I really do feel like he could be the guy. I mean, what's a the guy? Najee Harris is a the guy. Okay. And then I think there's one, one back like that. And I don't necessarily mean as a player comp. None of these guys I actually mean, frankly, as a player comp. Talking about utilization. Can you use them on all three downs in both phases? Are they a complete back? Can they be the dude? Can they be what the Vikings thought they were getting when they drafted Dalvin Cook? Can they be that guy? I think there's one guy in this class that has a shot at that, and it's this guy right here in Jonathan Brooks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cons. Injury. Okay, so as we mentioned, was behind Rashawn Johnson and B. John Robinson, and he was excellent in his one season as the guy, but then his season ended with an ACL injury. And look, that, that could be just a freak thing, and, and, and more than likely is. You know, injuries, I think, are more random than most fans would, would like to admit. With that said, you still have to take into consideration the two things. One, had one season in college as the featured back, and he got hurt. And two, he is not going to be available for your entire offseason program. He's going to come in late, and it's not going to be his fault, but he's going to come in late. And um, that provides more opportunity to get into the playbook, provides more opportunity um, to be in the film room. It, you know, it, it, there are advantages to that, but there's nothing that replaces those live reps in training camp. And so that is going to be a disadvantage um, for him going into his rookie season. There's, there's no way around that. Uh, and, and so both aspects of that ACL injury, I think, have to be considered. Um, the fact that it came in his only season as a featured back and the fact that it will affect at a minimum, his first offseason as an NFL player, if not the first four to six games of his actual season, um, first season as an NFL player. And, and that that brings in not only the offseason, but the pre-draft process. Uh, look, the Packers care. Teams care. Now, he'll get to do a lot of stuff that they that they you know get to do, whether 
he opts or doesn't opt into the cognitive testing is, is sort of secondary. But the primary thing there is uh, meeting with every team. And he's going to get to still do that. He's going to get to tell his side of the story. Not that there's anything negative, but I just mean he's going to get to meet with teams. Um, they're going to see what kind of person he is. They're going to probably talk to him about his injury. He's going to get to do all that stuff. Um, going to be involved in the NFL combine, going to be involved in Texas's pro day, but maybe gets on the bench press. I'm not sure. But other than that, um, teams are going to have sort of an incomplete picture. And that could be good or bad because he could be, you know, um, had he never gotten hurt and any blowed up, you know, blew up the combine. Maybe, maybe he's in the conversation at 25 and, and the Packers, I don't think would take a back in the first round, but you know, Jameer Gibbs went, went super early in the first round last year. Um, you know, Bijan went, went super early in the first, but there have been first round running backs. And I think with no ACL injury and potentially a great combine, Brooks could have been a first round running back. Now I don't think he will be. And part of that reason is the incomplete picture that we will have with no 40 time, with no three cone time, with no short shuttle time, with no broad jump and no vertical jump to measure, really, really get a number on some of the um, straight line acceleration and explosive lower body traits that I think he has. So that's something that that definitely needs to be considered. Um, I don't think he showed, speaking of, of, of some of that stuff, I don't think he showed on film the elite short area fluidity or quickness of an Aaron Jones. Um, the testing equivalents of like a three cone and the short shuttle. Now we're not going to get those numbers, but I didn't necessarily see those on film. Again, my, my favorite back in the class. And, and I always feel like I'm defending these guys when I start to lift list off their cons, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't have a crazy, crazy three cone time. I wouldn't be that surprised if he didn't have a crazy, crazy short shuttle time. I think he would have had a good 40 time for a running back. And I think he would have had really good broad jump and, and vert. And that's just me going off the tape. And what I think his best traits are speed and explosiveness, maybe not necessarily short area quickness or change of direction. Um, I, I would say that that would be more towards the average side than holy crap, look at this side. Uh, not a run through your face or a short yardage back. As I mentioned, they list him at 207. Maybe he comes in a little heavier than that. Um, but if he doesn't, he's 199. And, and not that you can't get fourth and one with a 200-pound back, but he's not 230, right? He's not Adrian Peterson. He's not B. John Robinson. He's not A.J. Dillon. He's not Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's he's not a run through your face or a, or a for sure short yardage back or a, um, you know, even I would say a for sure uh, red zone back. I don't know um, that he necessarily showed like elite traits. We, we even talked about um, Aaron Jones and, and Will Shipley and Blake Corum and how unbelievably effective uh, Blake Corum was scoring the ball for a guy who just isn't that big. And I, I don't know that, again, Jonathan Brooks is small, but he's he's not huge. He's not this enormous player. Um, and then that would be maybe one of the one things where you'd be like, okay, um, 10 touchdowns is great. It's not crazy, right? It's not the 18 or whatever we talked about with Corum. And, um, you know, he was definitely the feature back at Texas. So not necessarily an elite short down or short yardage or, or red zone player. Okay. Um, into the Packers fit. I think it's excellent. I think it makes a ton of sense. I really do. Uh, and that's because I think he can really be an Aaron Jones replacement, even though, you know, I mentioned like Aaron Jones isn't necessarily a, the guy. I still think he's a bet, you know, a top six or eight running back in the league ahead of some guys that are the guy. I mentioned Najee Harris. I'd definitely rather have Aaron Jones than Najee Harris. But he's always required another back um, because he does get hurt and he's not huge, right? He's required Jamal Williams. He has required A.J. Dillon. And, and, of course, I'm talking about a guy coming off an ACL injury, but I don't know if Jonathan Brooks would require that. 
I do think he can do a lot of the same things well, and maybe even potentially at a higher level uh, down the road than Aaron Jones. And I think he would just be perfect as like a guy to not necessarily redshirt, but just sort of ease into his role in year one. And then I know Packers fans don't want to think about this day, but if Aaron Jones isn't the, the top running back on the team in 2025, man, I'd be excited for Jonathan Brooks to be that guy. I think pick 58 screams Jonathan Brooks. Um, I would go defense with both of the first two picks, whether that's corner linebacker, corner safety, defensive lineman, corner, whatever that might be. Pick 58, if Jonathan Brooks is there, I'd be so excited for the Packers to run that card in um, and get what I think to be the top player at what is going to be a position of need with A.J. Dillon's contract expiring and with Aaron Jones, you know, Eventually, Father Time is going to beat Aaron Jones, and I think he did a little bit this season when you look at you know how much time was missed. Was he awesome when he was out there? Yeah, but how few and far between are the opportunities for him to actually be out there going to be um, in the future? We don't know. Okay, getting into like the Packer people stuff and, and reasons to buy the Green Bay Draft Guide powered by Packer Report. What Green Bay normally looks for in a back would be a relative athletic score above 7.25. I would be absolutely shocked if Jonathan Brooks were healthy and did athletic testing, if he was not right here, I, I, I don't think that would be a problem. Um, he's going to crush their age, you know, not wanting to draft an old back. He's 20. You know, we, we've talked about that, which is, which is an exciting part uh, the Packers traditionally like their, their backs to be at two Oh five. He is listed at two Oh seven. Who knows, but you know, two Oh five. And they love the 10 inch, 10 foot broad, excuse me, the 10 foot broad jump, which shows that, straight line explosiveness shows that burst right and that i think um again they're not going to get that in, a, in like a combine way and like a, an actual broad jump right but i think that's all over his tape i think he's a 10 foot broad jump guy all day long and 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 a guy that i think um i i, I just really think could could fit in what they do uh did they get scared off by not having you know, the testing numbers, do they get scared off by not having that complete picture and not having all the information? Who knows? And that, that was kind of my last fit with the Packers. Who knows? Um, but on the field and on tape, he fits really, really well. And that'd be exciting. Okay. Overall, RB1, I, I, I think I said on the Blake Corum video that Blake was RB1 and, and he's right there. But there is a gap for me between the type of player I think Brooks will be and the type of player I think Corum will be. I think Corum is a super, super, super high upside complimentary guy or part of a, you know, really, really fun two back stable, three back stable, whatever. Um, an awesome, awesome number two or, or one B kind of guy. And that has a ton of value. And those guys can can excel in featured roles as well. Uh, but I don't think Blake Corum is a the guy. As I've mentioned, I don't think any of these backs necessarily profile as a the guy. And I think Jonathan Brooks does. Okay, as, as, it, as it kind of pertains to the, the injury, the nine-month time, which is sort of the aggressive timeline for ACL injuries and the clean ACL injuries when they don't injure anything else, and it, it seems to be, um, you know, it's being done, if you will, like it is happening. Uh, I think I, I think that'd be early August, right? So right before the preseason, you, you get some camp in. Uh, the more conservative 10-month timeline would actually be right around week one. And, and so I think there's a real possibility that he could get cleared to participate in week one and the full super conservative now 12 month recovery time for an ACL injury would, would kind of put him like right where, you know, guys that start the season on the pup are, you miss those first six games. He'd be right in the realm there on kind of a conservative 
approach and and if they want to bring him along slowly and if Aaron Jones is healthy and if they re-signed AJ Dillon or you know they took a Braylon Allen two rounds after taking Brooks or they you know they took a Ray Davis two rounds after taking Brooks something like that well go ahead and you know mini red shirt Jonathan Brooks I think that would just would be just fine he's got a solid round two grade for me but because of the injury and because of the you know kind of lack of positional value at running back um he is player number 63 overall what does that mean? It means that this is a this is not a top end running back class. There is no Jameer Gibbs to me. There is no Bijan Robinson, but it's a it's a deep running back class with a lot of guys that I like and a lot of guys that I think could work for the Green Bay Packers. Guys, thanks so much for listening or watching on YouTube. If that's how you're taking this in, how can you help us out? Pre-order that uh, Packer Report Draft Guide, baby. Promo code Daily for ten percent off. That's D A I L Y is in the Daily Draft. You can check me out. I'm at Ross Uglemon X, formerly known as Twitter. Check us out over at Packer Report and become a VIP. We've got some really cool uh, weekly draft stuff that's VIP protected right now that um, Jake Stack or Jacob Morley's doing. And and really, that first month um, is a dollar. And you can just kind of, and if you want to, you know, convert then to that lower price for an annual after that, that that's great. That's possible. It's very easy to do. But even just checking us out that first month for a dollar would be just tremendously, tremendously meaningful for me and appreciated. Other than that, do all the things you're supposed to do here, baby. Like, subscribe to the Pack-A-Day podcast and get all your Packers content on a daily basis. Have such a wonderful day, everybody. And go Pack Go. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.